You are now tuned into Discologist. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and we are happy to have you back here. Hope you have enjoyed our uh, first two episodes, sort of relaunch of what used to be Chunky Glasses, the podcast, doing things a little differently. Since we are now located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the land of pleasant living, uh, might do a little special here coming up on all the great bands up here in the north, but uh, for now... Uh, we're going to be talking about some stuff that we have. Honestly, we've talked about it before. Some of them have been guests on the previous uh, version of this. Uh, Robert Ellis is one of those people. Uh, I met Robert Ellis uh, in my basement. He, his rep said, come on over. He did uh, sort of changed my life, uh, my musical life, and convinced me that, uh, dude, if you want to get better at guitar, you have to take lessons, even if you've been playing for 35 years. That was uh, one of the many things uh, that went down in that conversation. And I'll put a link to the show notes or a link to that conversation in the show notes for you to check it out. But uh, Robert is back with a new album, Texas Piano Man. This is a, he's a Houston based or was originally, I think he was wandering around for a little while um, and is known for his guitar work. And now on Texas Piano Man, uh, he sort of put that down. Well, they say he put it down. The guitar playing is still outstanding on this record, but really it's highlighting uh, his his piano chops and, uh, and uh, to my mind, perfecting uh, his songwriting style. It is a, is a very subtle, uh, a yet powerful songwriting style, and uh, you don't necessarily immediately get uh, a Robert Ellis song. Sometimes you do, uh, but I think that's not the point. I hope you would agree with that. You know, there's layers upon layers upon layers, then, and then when it really gets in, it never, ever leaves you. He is uh, one of my favorite recording artists, modern recording artists, or really ever recording artists uh, running. And uh, and this album is one of my favorites of the year. You're going to hear me say that a few more times uh, over the course of this episode, but uh, it really is. So uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to get into it. We're just going to jump right in. I'm uh, going to play a little track. This was the first single off this. It's called Fucking Crazy, and then we come back. My good friend Eduardo Nunes from Washington, D.C. is going to be joining me to talk through this instant classic of an album. So here you go. This is the first single. This is Robert Ellis of Texas Piano Man. This is fucking crazy. I'm fucking crazy. You know that it's true. You knew it when you met me. Don't act like this is new. Stop myself from acting so insane Screaming like an animal and rattling your cage You're fucking crazy You make me so mad Some days you seem so happy Some days you 
Crazy, uh, off of you know the, the radio-friendly title off of Robert Ellis' new album, uh, Texas Piano Man. Uh, joining us now, so we can talk through this uh, this album, is good friend Eduardo Nunes. Eduardo, are you holding things down in DC? Yo, we are uh, rock setting the fuck out of DC. <laughs> I've seen in this your, in your I, absence. I, I don't understand. I was gone a week, and all of a sudden, shit's just getting weird. You know, all, all I can tell you, man, is that things change, you know, that's just tastes evolve. And uh, yeah, was wait, was I holding all this back? <laughs> yeah, you were the, <laughs> you were you, you were the kid with the like the time, finger in the dam. Dude, you know? People were chomping at the bit. Like if we can just talk about Roxette all the fucking time. Uh, but no, we're, we we might talk about Roxette later on. But right now we're going to talk about uh, this. This guy's uh, what I, what I think is an amazing album. Um you know, seeing this evolution of him, and and I, I I'll start with just I don't even know where this came from. Having sat down and talked with the guy, but yeah, how did this hit you first? Um, it hit me like a like a a hotel bar cocktail <laughs> and a pack of smokes, um, circa nineteen ninety eight or something like that. Yeah, um, it's uh. It's just a lush record, man. It's like it's got all the it's got all these like seventies singer songwriter things going on. There's Randy Newman and Carol King and Carly Simon happening mm-hmm. in here. There's there's some sort of like, you know, Burt Bacharach and, you know, Beatles esque but you know, Leon by way Russell. of Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean there's just there's just so much happening here and the music is so good and not and like and like I'm a little I was thinking about your interview with Robert Ellis um a couple years ago. And I feel like he mentioned something about taking guitar lessons from someone. Yeah, yeah, Red Volkert. Yeah, right. He did not mention uh, learning the piano. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think he knew the piano then, um, okay. and and this was this was definitely it was a. Um, I just had no idea the shift was coming. Yeah, I, I had no way to know because I mean the thing that people have to understand is that Robert Ellis is a fantastic guitar player. His his guitar player that he takes out on tour is a better guitar player, and he gives him proper props, but. But Robert himself, he slays, mm-hmm. and and so when we started to hear about Texas Piano Man, and you know he's from Texas, he's from Houston, and his whole persona that he was sort of building up, and uh, it was like, okay, well, how good can this be? And and I think what we're seeing here is, uh, as cliche as the sound is, like the the true emergence of of a a, a real uh, legendary talent. Um. I think, you know, there's a lot of the the joke was that this is like Elton John made in Texas. But there's a lot in this song, in all these tracks, the the songs cover like humorous takes on stuff, uh, mm-hmm. out, out flat out hilarious to like just heartbreaking stuff. It's 
it's not necessarily any different than what the type of songs he's been writing before. But there's something about this. It all came together in something so audacious and so so many weird choices made that it's like it it is for me out of time. Um, that's that's a good way to put it. I think. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's got it. So it definitely has that like um, uh, tumbleweed honky chateau kind of mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't you know if you liked that that first record like I don't know that there's a song on here that that has the kind of like modern pop vibe that like California off of the first album uh, did. Well, that was actually his fourth album, but oh okay. Well, yeah, that's but, it's his that, first to me. Yeah, and and that's my point. It's yeah. like people people have not known who this guy is, and yeah. and he's been he's been working on his craft. And now it's sort of like, all right, it's here. Yeah. Like, well, oh, oh, right. Because I'm, I'm forgetting too the, uh, the, the John Hartford tribute album, which was, which there was, was that, that was fantastic, quite uh, lovely. But, uh, but if you liked, if you liked Couple Skate on that last album, like that's sort of, that's there's more of that vibe here. But it's, it's, it's done in this sort of like, it's, it's almost like the character he's playing here when he's in, when he's sort of in that space is like what father john misty wishes he could pull off sometimes <laughs> that's a that's a good cop and i think that's right or you know i don't even know if it's what father john misty wishes he could pull off i think i think uh, josh tillman is being josh tillman uh i i think they just have different like radically different like worldviews even though they they work in the same circles yeah um, and and i think you know a lot of uh th- there's one th- like hallmark of I think Robert's music is this unexpected rawness. Um, when you thought you were in, you thought you were going in for something that's sort of like just a comforting countryish song, singer songwriter, and then you get uh, smacked upside the head with this just like raw emotional truth in in a way that you haven't heard it before. And there's and 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 fucking crazy sort of sort of hints at that a little bit where it yeah. opens with this idea of like. You know, that's that's one of those things where, like, if you're listening, if you're sort of not paying a lot of attention to it, it might sound like a song where someone is telling his partner that that she's crazy. But in fact, he starts off by saying, I'm I'm crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then you're crazy. And then we're sort of crazy together. But yeah, you make me want to blow up the world. Yeah. yeah. And then it sort of <laughs> escalates into this, you know, sort of when you're away is this kind of classic, you know, like I'm lost without you kind of lament. Right. Um, and then where it where it gets to there there are two lovely numbers there that we'll skip over and and come back to nobody smokes anymore and passive uh-huh. aggressive but then songs like father um, and aren't we supposed to be in love just have this like very different very mature um, uh, I don't even know how to how to really describe them like you said it's just they're just songs that sort of like show up and kind of like smack you in the face father especially yeah let's, let's play a little bit of that right now and then we can come back and talk about it that is uh i i uh before you hear this song i'll say i i don't think i've ever been gutted by a song like this um and so here's a little bit of father i wanted father but i settled for a friend what was my mother like way back when you first met her? Were you in love? And if so, where did it all go wrong? Do you remember any Christmases together? 
Did you dance around the living room when she played your favorite song? Well, I just saw a picture. You were holding up a fishing pole. It was just out of my reach. And who is that man in the pickup? Remember any details from that day spent on the beach? Do you bite your lip whenever you were thinking? Somebody told me once I did that, and it reminded them of you. Here lately, it's been hard to keep from drinking. Well, I hear it runs in the family. And I wonder if it's true. Well, I've got so many questions. Did you think that I'd be better off not having you around? Well, I just wanna know where I come from and why you had to drive away and never turn around. I wanted a father, but I'll settle for a friend. All right, father. That you know that line. Uh, I, I wanted a father, but I'll settle for a friend. Um, there is. Uh, I, I don't look. Everybody has the capability of having, you know, a bad parent. Um, I mean, I yeah. sure did. I, I <laughs> no sure one did. has a monopoly like, on that, <laughs> right? Right. So this is e- so this is, should be easy to write about and and get people hooked. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you get them like, oh, I feel bad too because like I had a bad relationship with my father or my dad or my mom like left uh, when I was young and I don't know these things. Uh, you know, myself and I spoke about this before being adopted. This is this hit home very uh, in a very weird way in a dual way. Uh, you know, my own father, the man who adopted me, uh, we, we didn't have a good relationship and, and were not really speaking when he died. Uh, and, you know, as an adopted person, though, there are things that I do that there's no explanation for. And and this search for answers is what that song's about. You know, yeah. he's he's like, I've been drinking a lot more. And, you know, I want to know if that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, so people say I look like you. And it, it, it's so... Um, it's a it's a place uh, that like I came to acceptance with it that you can ask these questions and not be lost, and it doesn't make them less painful. But it, you 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 have to like carry on through this. And I don't know if this is a autobiographical thing or a character. Yeah, I was I was wondering if if it was um, sort of like uh, you know Jason Isbell's Elephant or if it's uh, right right and and. I mean, in in some ways, it, it doesn't matter, um, right? But in some ways, it does because I th- I think this song very much informs uh, a lot, or, or maybe most of his work, of his subject matters. You know, Robert's always been singing about uh, and di- very directly about, like, say, his his divorce, failed relationships, like dealing with alcoholism, or, or just drinking problems, or and 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 whether or not it's him or not. You know, he he does the country and Western tradition of like really digging into the 
the harder things of, of, of life, of living the rock and roll life. And, and this though, um, sort of regresses it back to like, you know, it's like you're sitting in front of your shrink and they're like, you know, I'm going to blame all this on my mother. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it's a song that has a level of, um, detail and precision, right? That like, yeah, he sort of, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, part of the song is this correspondence and he's explaining, you know, I, I got your address from a cousin. Um, and so the, the family way, still exists that, and that's, yeah. that's what's, that's what's heartbreaking. Like there's this family that exists and this guy just isn't in it. Yeah. And so, no, I think, I think one of the things that, that, that really kind of, um, just pulls you into the song is the way he's asking these questions that are like, and I think, I think, you know, you and I being, uh, being above a certain age, there's certain things that, right. that, you know, you start to wonder like, well, well, the people who, the people who made me were my age when this happened or when that happened. Right. right? right and you right. start to wonder like where they were in their lives and you start to see them as people, you know, not just as these like figures, but as just like humans who were trying to do the best they could. Um, and, and the way he, you know, he wants to know about, did they have Christmases together? And, and, you know, you can just sort of hear the, like the, you know, some of that is like, because we're constantly fed an idea of what it means to be in love, right. By, yeah, yeah. by the romantic comedies that, that you and I love so much and by, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and by culture and popular culture in general. And, and, and here he is just sort of trying to be like, were you guys that like, was the thing you right. had ever that real the way that it's right. supposed to be in the movies and and if but so know, where did he knows it go the answer, like, yeah he knows the answer the answer is no because yeah. you know for whatever reason like uh you know the dad's not in the picture yeah and hasn't been for a very long time um the, when you when you that's about halfway through the album and i um i mean i i got to that and just like stopped and i stopped the album after i listened to it because i was like holy fuck dude it's it's up there it's like it's you know it's up there with like leonard cohen's famous blue raincoat or like mm-hmm. or like uh you know yeah. the, the don mcclain song about uh, van gogh or like it just has that like ability to like stop you and and uh and again it's and it's it's made real because the song is like imbued with these details right the fishing yeah. picture and um it, it's really just it's like it's just so hard to to listen to like to like not break while you're listening to it. Right. You know? I'm glad you mentioned Cohen because I, I think what people need to understand about this, this guy and, and his music is that he is, I think now one of the you know, greatest living songwriters um, that people are, are going to have to eventually come around to a little more. Um, well, there's this, there's this great, there's this great tradition that he's in though of that, right, of, of right. like that, that Texas live performer kind of right, which is where you get a song like Topo Chico or something <laughs> which like is, that. Which is Dale Watson. Dale Watson, yeah. you know, pushing pushing the beer, and he's like, "No, man, I'm going to push Topo Chico," you know. And he and, and he'll yeah. and, and you know, Dale Watson is sponsored by uh, Lone Star Beer. Oh, that's right. right, right. And so and so Robert's making that play, and he's he's around Austin. That's I think he funny. might live there now, but but yeah, you know, he he comes from that tradition, and it is, uh, it's. Well, I feel like if you're a Texas songwriter, singer songwriter, mm-hmm. and you're performing live, and you have that song you will always be able to find work, right? Because yeah. there's always going to be a crowd of people who are going to like remember that song and relate to it. And there'll be people who like aren't plugged into the songwriter circuit, but it'll be like, oh, wait, I know that song. But who's the last Who's the last songwriter that you're like, that guy slays? 
that had a line like, those bubbles in your tummy will feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I, la- I laugh every time yeah, I hear that. Right. I'm like, right. I'm like, wait, did he just say bubbles in my tummy? He did. Right. And you yeah. can think, you know, Topo Chico, if you don't know what it is, it's water, folks. It's like, it's, it's sparkling yeah. water. And you can think that it's like a drink or something and stuff, but that, and it, it becomes that much more hilarious. Um, and, and look, that ends up the album. Yeah. So, that, so that's a little chaser on all of this, like, this, Heart yeah pinching. after he made me do it which is ooh. yeah 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 um you know and that's a song that touches on what a lot of the songs touch on the you know the duality uh you know and toxic masculinity but in this case uh violence brought on by drinking yep you know which is like it or not you know I, again we don't know if it's autobiographical but it is like ingrained in the history of of i guess being a man uh, unfortunately that you know people blame you know, they they hit their wife or girlfriend or something because they drink too much. And at first it sounds like he's saying he's making an excuse for that, but I don't think he is. I think he's no. just I No, think I think the longer it goes on, it's like it's like how it's like that Dylan song most of the time, where like the longer it goes on, yeah. you're like, Oh, it's not it's all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, like right. the longer he made me do right. it, it goes on, you're like, Oh, there's not a him. This is a you. Right, right. <laughs> and and you're coming to terms with it and you're like, Oh my god, this is horrible. Yeah. Um. Or the 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 protagonist in that is, uh. You know, there's a song you like. Aren't we supposed to be in love? Uh. You know, there you are is weird. Pop, I, I yeah. Know. Um. You know, if I I haven't seen if Elton John has come in on this album because he should. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, because he's ri- he's ripping off the vibe and and right down to like uh you know a sequin suit. Yeah, I don't well, know. I don't well, the, well, the guitar solo on "Nobody Smokes Anymore" is uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. right out of uh, you know that that. It's like that Penny and the Jets and stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah. L- let's play a little bit of that because that that okay. is um, whereas "Father" is 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 one of the more powerful tracks I've heard this year, maybe ever. Uh, this is one of the more fun tracks, mm-hmm. and again, it's h- how do you be tongue in cheek but not tongue in cheek? <laughs> like there's a dude who believes this and I don't think it's Robert but it's fucking amazing yeah, this is yeah. this is nobody smokes it no one has fun anymore everyone acts like they want to live forever and nobody smokes anymore the last years of your life are so shitty anyway and everybody's so stressed out well one more Such a drag, such a good thing had to end Oh, I know it's bad for me, but I don't care I'm gonna do it anyway When did everybody get so self-aware? What happened to the good old days? It makes me wanna smoke a cigarette Or maybe eight or nine or ten Nobody smokes anymore But I guess I'll be the only one that has any fun Cause nobody smokes anymore No, 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 nobody smokes anymore Nobody smokes anymore Nobody smokes anymore Oh! 
So as someone who does not smoke anymore, um, I feel like that song does make me, it makes me want a cigarette and kind of, uh, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's the line, I guess I'll be the only one who looks good in pictures. Yes, I was going to say that. That line is one of the funniest. It's, it's such a dumb fucking line, but it's like, so as somebody who did smoke for 20 years, yeah. like, that's it. You think you're cool. Yeah. And, and like, that's such a weird, oblique way to think you're cool. Uh, especially like selfies, right. like I, I, I don't even. But every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and I know that guy, and I probably yeah. was that guy. Yeah, yeah, you we know? all were. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but the, you know that song. That song ends in like this blast of like Elton John goodness. Um, just a, it's and it's kind of a simple guitar solo, but you know it 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 rides the line of that. What I was saying before that seriousness. Um, you know he he is. I think in many ways mocking the protagonist. Yes. Um, but at the same, that's why I can't figure out though if if he is really somewhere deep down inside, you know. Because look, man, s- smoking is pretty good. Like after dinner, after a beer, like it's you don't. You, I've been quit now for ten years, and and you don't necessarily stop wanting a cigarette. Yeah. If it, if it were a garbage habit, people wouldn't do it, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like like the minute you stop smoking and you're not of that tribe anymore. Right. And, you know, I think I think especially after you've quit for a while, like if someone yeah. lights a cigarette within like 50 feet of me, I'm like, who was the inconsiderate asshole lighting a cigarette? Right. Right. One, one the- thing we just relocated in Milwaukee. And one thing that's wild. So in D.C. where you are, mm-hmm. like no, nobody smokes. Anymore. Nobody smokes anymore. <laughs> but here, everybody smokes. People are out on smoke breaks. It's just it's the it's the wildest thing to see that this still is such a part of uh, bar culture, American culture. And uh, people don't give a fuck, man. They aren't, they, and, and they aren't drooling. Right. You know? <laughs> they, they're fucking marble reds, motherfucker. Reds. Yeah. I, 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 I smoke my fair share of reds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, uh, it, 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 it's a song that manages to both be like nostalgic, um, but, but kind of like, uh, yeah. Um, like it's clearly not, you know, Robert Ellis is not about to, to your point about like the, the Topo Chico song, like he's not simultaneously vying for like a Brown and Williamson deal, you know, right, it's, right, right, right. <laughs> it's like clearly, clearly, you know, smoking is, is, is bad and, and, uh, um, and there's a good reason people don't smoke anymore. Um, but, uh, but, but it, 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 it is kind of a, you know, like, like there's this thing about being a smoker where you start to where like. So, like, if you're one of the smokers in your office, you know who all the other smokers are, right? And you have, like, right. a special relationship. You have this special, like, yeah. group that you're a part of. And the and the other people who don't smoke just don't understand what it's like to have to be out there in 20 degrees and and all that. And and this song is, like, that to the max, right? Because smokers yeah. already felt persecuted and, and, like, they were members of this small club. And now the point is, like, no, now it's really just you, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that instinct of like yeah yeah i guess i'm really the only cool one is yeah. just like gets dialed up you know yeah and and you know that um look uh, we all know that guy right <laughs> I mean, right we, we we all know that guy still uh at our age i think every every 20th male is that guy yeah that's about right that's about right yeah. i i think you know this we might have said this already but i think this does really like highlight his um when you hear a Robert Ellis song, uh, at least this is my experience, uh, or a Robert Ellis album, it usually takes a while 
when I uh, so so our interview happened by chance. It was just literally uh, his rep hit me up. I said uh, he says hey he's going to the tiny desk. Uh, can he swing by the basement after? And I'm like sure. And then I was like fuck, I got to do an interview, do work, and and I didn't I didn't know a thing about him. And I listened to his self titled album and then dug back to the other stuff. I'm like this is okay, but but uh, I'm not I'm not sure about it. And it took until like the day before he was supposed to show up that it locked in. I could see what he's doing here and how his characters populate his world and how he uses them to um, oftentimes do the opposite of what the song seems that it's about. Um, you, you, know, you look at passive aggressive. You know, it's initially uh, almost a complaint against a partner. Um, but but what you realize after listening to it over and over is that the the person who's like the song itself is passive aggressive, right? It, it it's just built in, and and that feeling and that 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 particular way of being an asshole, you know, is is that song. And and he he weaves these things in there, and I don't know for sure if he. If he counts on you getting it at first, I think which it's got it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was, I was going to say, I think it's really important for people who haven't heard that song to understand that he's, you know, the song passive aggressive describes passive aggressive behavior, but, yeah. it, but, but it's not a plea to, uh, to like, let's stop fighting. What he's saying is basically like, don't be passive aggressive, be aggressive right. aggressive, right. right? Like right. stop, stop hiding your anger and, yeah. and, uh. And let's go at it, which makes the song itself passive aggressive. Right, right, right. completely. <laughs> yeah, and and he does this uh, over the course of his career. Now, uh, he, it's what he does like consistently. Uh, occasionally, he gets a song like "California" out of yeah. the park that is is completely a. That's uh, uh, just like a classic, majestic travel, pop. Yeah. yeah, majestic pop heartbreak song. Yep. Um, you know, the girl or guy getting escaping. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with him, just a story he wanted right, to tell. Right. But that, but then all around that, and all around these songs in here are things that that almost certainly have to do with him, um, unless he is, and, and I'm not sure he's not. You know, on you know the level of Bob Dylan, where you d- you just don't know who this person is. I like I know that if you look at the cover of the album, you know he's. This is a persona, and I think um, mm-hmm. from having talked to him and, and listening to his music, I think, and, and this is totally understandable, oftentimes you have to create such a persona to, like, protect you from the things you're saying. And so, like, if you go to his website, it's wacky, it's wild. But then there's you listen to the song Father, and you're like, what? <laughs> you know, so yeah. it, it's a little bit of deflection, and it's a little bit of jumping into a character to actually get to the point um, where you're talking about stuff that is – true and it's going to resonate for people on that level not on a not like a pop culture level well i i I think i think that his his approach is really 
um, is really interesting because exactly because of that, that dynamic you just described where he's sort of, you know, um, he's clearly, there's, there's, this is clearly a character based album, right? And it might be a way for him to get at certain truths that he wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, but I think he's also, you know, it, it, it's so classy and so tasteful mm-hmm. and so well played. Um, and, you know, I keep, I keep thinking about, you know, you brought up Dylan and, um, uh, over the past couple months or so, I've sort of rediscovered my love for live at Budokan. Right, and, right, right. uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's partly because you hear it and you realize like, oh God, I was really sick of those songs. So I'm glad there's just a random flute flourish here <laughs> <laughs> or, or some, right? Like, right, right, right. like, and, 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 and I recently had this moment of thinking like, wow, if I'm sick, of, like I'm sick of Dylan songs because I've been hearing them for 20, 25 years. Um, casually recreationally sometimes yeah. a lot but like but like imagine being him and playing them right. all the time and getting that sick of him right and so i think that i think that the 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 ellis uh approach here is sort of a like let me see if i can find a different way to get it add some truths here and and present it in a way that's a departure from from how i've done music in the past and 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 that way, like supposing these are wildly successful and I'm stuck with these songs for the rest of my life, like at least they're going to be slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're going to get a reaction. Yeah. Right. You, you, right. Like, there is, there is like a missing, like it's almost like you wish that there could be some versions of these songs that could have been done like the way Tom Waits did like Nighthawks, where there's like mm-hmm. a crowd in the studio responding to, cause, because some of these are clearly going to play very well live. And I'm, I'm excited to see him live here. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing Songbird there. He's playing um, in uh, Oshkosh in Wisconsin. Oshkosh, um, yeah. Is that a real it, venue? It's a town. Um, but but uh, <laughs> as is Wauwatosa, working and, on my Wisconsin, uh, Pewaukee, and and a bunch of other stuff. You know, yeah. I don't under. I don't think I'll be able to necessarily be in public if he plays Father. Yeah. Like that that yeah. and yeah. and and you know that's uh, that. I I think anybody who can do that. Uh, with just their song, uh, that's pretty high praise, and, and you're you're really operating at the top of your craft. And um, and I think uh, this may be where Robert gets the recognition he deserves. He's always been sort of like this under underdog singer songwriter, and you're like, yeah, and that that's a curse. It anyways, you know. Yeah. How many singer songwriters out there? But but well, Br- no- I mean, I mean, Brandy Carlisle has had a pretty nice month. Yeah, yeah, she has. Uh, and uh, and actually, I liken a lot of his songs to hers. Just yeah, the, yeah. the the way these people tell their stories, um, it's not enough. Uh, you know, but fifty years in in rock and roll, or sixty, I don't know. But uh, to to just you know touch on the the old you know party all night or love, um, you have to get to yeah. the more universal human truths. And and as a creative, that hurts uh, when you do that. But these people are taking, I think like tremendous like personal emotional risks and it's paying off. And I mean, I don't understand why this is not the biggest album of 2019 yet. I know it just came out, but uh, I think it will be, I think, I think he will get this recognition. I think people, well, are gonna... there's an, there's an, there's an Avril Lavigne, uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj track. Is, that was... is there a, is there a Roxette album coming down the pipe? <laughs> Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I think people, this is, this is going to be unavoidable. I think if, if I hope so, for, I hope so. For people who care, uh, to be 
not just entertained but nourished this is this is unavoidable well well there's 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 an important thing there too about like he he will be celebrated in texas right yep like he's he's and he's gotten acclaims already from like texas monthly i've seen friends i know who live in texas like reacting to these songs um so you know it's it's really interesting to me that 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 texas um from that standpoint of like a local, you know, supportive music scene, like they will celebrate their own. And, and when, when people get traction in Texas, like they will be able to, to translate that into, right. There's varying degrees of success yeah. in there, but, oh, yeah. um, but I think he's, I think he's, I hope he's poised to have a really good year. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I have no problem. I mean, I know it's early. I have no problem saying this, this will end up like one of my favorite albums of the year. I think it's, it's one of the ones to beat. I think it shares some similarities with our friend Ab's album, uh, Epilogue, uh, just, mm-hmm. just in the way he approaches, you know, like I was saying, that rawness, that honesty about that. Um, and it's something that we're as consumers just coming around to, you know, you, you, uh, back to, he made me do it. You know, there are people that might hear that and immediately say, well, he's canceled. You know, because of what he's talking about, but like you, you have to have these discussions both internally and more importantly, like externally, and get people talking about just the the there is a bad side of life to everybody. Yeah, you're nobody's immune. You you can't avoid it. You can push it down. Um, most people find God, and that's how they do it. But you know, they you, you when you don't acknowledge it and look at it, you have no hope of overcoming it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that song on the problematic scale for me is like a zero, right? It's sure. just a dark. It's just a dark depiction sure. of like a very important thing that people need to understand, which is that, mm-hmm. um, which is that um, there is generally a sort of strain of 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 that kind of like horrible, domineering, sexist, violent thing that like uh, that runs through people. And uh, we need to talk, like, we're not going to fix it by not talking about it. Right, right. We're not going to fix it by, like, pretending that it's, like, somehow that it should be sublimated into other things. Like, we're going to fix it by, like, understanding that it's there. Yeah, it's like, it's like Nosferatu. You know, the light comes, like, ah! You know, you, you gotta, <laughs> you know, you gotta, I mean, and look, you know, this this goes for, like, uh, into a little bit of what we just saw this week with Ryan Adams and that whole thing. Yeah. You know, Ryan Adams uh, is, is not uh, unique. His behavior is not unique to the music world. No, I don't care if you're talking indie, country, jazz, you know, whatever. It just isn't, um, mm-hmm. and it's not unique to music even. Uh, I was, yeah, I, it, I was, I was in this great in this this um, this meeting many years. I'll, I'll never kind of forget this moment. But but there was it was a meeting where people were talking about genetic predictors of behavior and someone oh. you know and and the sort of the holy grail is always like, well, what's the genetic predictor of violence? And one of the women in the room said, we already know what it is. It's a Y chromosome. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Snap. Right? But, that's, but that's true, right? Yeah, it, I, I think it is true. And I think, um, you, you know, you, you hope when somebody is singing about that, although I don't know if in Adam's catalog, if he really ever had the balls to, like, talk about himself in those terms. I mean – you know these people clearly know what they're doing and and that's um if you're using it to as a tool to get better then it's great yep but if you're not um or at least not using it to shine a light on it then it's not and if you just ignore it then i don't know fuck you 
Yeah, I, yeah, right. And and if and if and if your defense is I'm I'm uh, which is by the way the only true thing that Ryan Adams has said in his own defense, which is that I don't have the power to make or break careers. Um, yes, that is that is correct. But he <laughs> had a shit ton of power. He had a shit ton a sh- of power. Shit ton of influence, and usually that yeah. that power imbalance favored him. And so the fact that he doesn't yeah, that he's not yeah. you know Kanye or. Uh, someone who is a you know Adam Levine or someone like that. He's not a judge on The Voice. Fine, he still had power. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think I think what we're saying is like we need more of what what Robert's doing, and less of what yeah. people like Ryan are doing. Like it's fine. You, you should talk about it, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, but we're, do the work. Just do the damn work, right? right. And you'll be fine. Work, and it, work it, on yourself. Yeah, and and if the work is, you get to sit down and listen to this album. Ten times in a row, it's 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 pretty easy work. Yeah, um, that's good work because it's a fantastic album. Uh, thanks a lot for hanging out, Eduardo. We're gonna be back in a few minutes to close this thing out, and uh, I will talk to you again Topo soon. Chico and lime. Topo Chico and lime. Well, I'll be just fine with Topo Chico and lime. Put some ice in a glass Or drink it straight out of the bottle Well, you're gonna be feeling fine With a Tommy full of bubbles And it sounds so good Robert Ellis' Texas Piano Man is available everywhere he is going on tour. Uh, I know back in my old hometown he's going to be playing at one of my favorite venues, Songbird that's in Adams Morgan in Washington, D.C. Uh, go see that. i got to figure out. He's playing here in Wisconsin in Oshkosh, uh, and then he's playing in Chicago. So we gotta, we got to figure some stuff out. It is it is a set not to be missed. This album is remarkable, uh, and uh, I hope uh, all of a sudden he's the most famous singer-songwriter in the world because if you're making work like this, you deserve to be. Uh, that is it for this episode of Discologist. If you like what you heard, tell your friends that we can be found on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts. You subscribe to us there. You leave a rating or a message. Uh, Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And uh, this is a Chunky Glasses production, so if you go to www.chunkyglasses.com, you can find every episode, not just the Discologist, but uh, the sort of the renamed Chunky Glasses of the Podcast, all 400 of them. Uh, those were from Washington, D.C., and they capture... A, uh, a little slice of life, a little little piece of our existence that uh, I look fondly upon. We all look fondly upon. Uh, you're also going to see uh, our live team there. Right now they're in Washington, D.C., but we're building out here in the Midwest. So we're going to have some uh, good live coverage coming up soon here in Milwaukee, I think uh, in the next few weeks, actually. Uh, got some stuff going on in Chicago. Uh, you can find us out on the interwebs, on the socials, at, at Chunky Glasses on Instagram and Twitter. And we are just backslash Facebook, uh, backslash uh, Chunky Glasses on Facebook. And uh, and that is it. I think that's all the information you need for this episode. So go out, uh, rock this album, enjoy your world. We're going to be back in a few short days. Coming up uh, on Discologists, we're going to be talking about Julian Lage's remarkable new album, Love Hurts. Going to get Casey Ray host of Dead to Me, amongst other things, in on that. And my good friend PJ Sykes and I are going to talk about Bob Mould's new album. And uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll repost some old episodes. We have a long history of talking about Bob Mould. He loves them. I don't really love them. Uh, but maybe that changed on Sunshine Rock. We'll see. Uh, so hang out, tune in, and we will talk to you soon. 
just fine with Topo Chico.